What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beyond the Beauty is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Bobby Brown. I have wanted to meet Tony Co for a very long time. I've heard through mutual friends that she's a powerhouse. She is the founder of the makeup brand NYX, which is also NYX. I want to A, find out how it's pronounced, but I also want to just hear her journey. She came here as a kid from Korea. She sold the company, and she's done so much more since. So I'm looking forward to the conversation with Tony Co. Hey, Tony, nice to meet you. Hi, Bobby. Nice to finally meeting you. Ah, Tony with an I and Bobby with an I. Tony with an I. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't remember who we have in common, but some really cool woman said to me after I left Bobby Brown Cosmetics and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, she says, Oh my God, you have to meet Tony. She is the coolest. And she just left too. And you guys have to get together. And we didn't. But who knows what would have happened if we did. But yeah. nice to finally meet you. I know. So nice. I'm so happy to meet you, too. I just want to quickly say that you know that I've been wearing your eyeshadow for like 10 years. Well, you know, it's not my eyeshadow anymore. I it know. it I might know. be the one that I made, but yes. Yeah. With your <laughs> yeah. name on. With I my know. name on it. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't feel emotionally attached to the original company. I've kind of moved on. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel? Uh, I felt super attached uh, for like the first three years. And then I had a gradual uh, dwindle down of that, that, that attachment over probably like the next, the, the two years after that. And uh, now I, of course, dearly love the brand and everywhere I go, like if I see it, it just makes my heart flutter, uh, but it's not like, Oh my God, that like, like I created that, like that's my company. I don't have, like, I just wish the best for them and then oh. be off. 
I'm oh, there. that that's so nice. Well, we have so much to talk about before we get to that point because I just want to know so much about you. I know you moved to America when you were a kid, like thirteen. Is that true? Yeah. From Korea, yeah. right? From South Korea, not uh, North Korea. South uh, yeah. Korea. Come <laughs> Dida. Yes. Ah! Ah! <laughs> that's, that's all I know. <laughs> so, what was it like coming to this country as a thirteen-year-old? You know, 13-year-olds back in 1986 and 13-year-olds now is very different. So, um, well, back then, like, we were really, really innocent. And, like, literally, like, I didn't know what was going on. I was a little kid coming. I moved to U.S. basically because my parents said we're we're moving. (laughs) It it wasn't my choice. Um, But I was super excited because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the land of Disneyland and uh, bananas, like because banana was really expensive back in back in the days in Korea. And uh, all I wanted to do is eat as much banana as I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. And your parents were in the beauty business. Um, yes. After we moved to U.S., they uh, were in the beauty business. So we started with a beauty supply store. And is that how you got interested in beauty? I don't think that's how I got into in, got interested in beauty. Um, I've always been interested in beauty. I'm, I'm a consumer. I'm probably the ultimate consumer of all things beauty. And uh, my parents being in the business did propel the interest even further. Um, but it wasn't because of that business. So naturally, it's more like. Well, I have to say, looking at you now, I am sitting here in my husband's closet. (laughs) I have not put any makeup on. I haven't done anything. And you look like you're ready for a red carpet or a photo shoot. Do you do this every day? Like, do no, you... I got ready for you. Oh, oh my God. Well, then, then maybe hold on. Let me, let me, maybe I'll have to call you back. <laughs> but I think you look gorgeous. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you look, you look gorgeous, but oh, um, yeah. So, so when did you get the idea for, and how do you even say it? And how do you say, I always say NYX. Yeah. Um, which most people do, and I don't mind. Um, it's actually, Nick's. it's NYX. Yep, Nyx is goddess of night. Okay, uh, from Greek mythology, like even the word night came from the originated from the word Nyx. So, and I remember the first time I saw it, I walked by. I don't know if it was a pop up, something in Union Square, or yeah. one of your stores, and I was like, you know, for the queen of no color makeup, I walk in and I see this like mega explosion of color, and I was like. What is this? So tell me about how you got the idea. Um, the store actually is uh, post my exit. By the time I sold the company in 2014, was uh, we had a, a concept of a individual like offline retail stores. It had not been launched yet. But then the idea behind the entire brand was because I was really looking for something that I would be proud of using and my friends would be proud of using. I mean, I started the company when I was 26. I was in my 20s and young and I didn't have a lot of money and I was always searching for a great quality cosmetics that didn't break my bank. So where did you where did you start? You didn't have a lot of money, you didn't know anyone, you had no experience. Yeah. So where yeah. did you start? I started so the reason I didn't have a lot of money is because of my culture. In the Asian culture, at least back then, like you were expected to go work at your family business and 
your parents didn't pay you. <laughs> they give you room and board and they give you clothes. So I was 25 years old and I was on an allowance. I've never like, so I've never officially worked for, I've always worked in a family business, but I've never officially worked for anybody. So I've never officially made money. I've never had a salary. I never had a check, like that kind of money in my life. That's why I was always poor. Not many 25-year-olds have money to start a business, let alone pay their rent. So you had this idea and what did you do with it? My so my mother was my first investor, so to say. So you know, family family money, family seed money. And uh, when I talked about my business idea, my mom she wrote me a check, and it was like back pay for like the 12, 15, 12, how many years? Like twelve plus years of of, of uh, employment that I free employment that I had given her. But she uh, wrote me a check, and you know, she said something really amazing. Um, she said, all right, like now you're on your own. You could do whatever you want to do and don't be afraid of failure. Hmm. Good mom. She said, do whatever you want to do. Don't be afraid of the failure. It's better if you're going to fail, it's better to have that experience under your belt when you're younger rather than when you're older. But then how did you know where to begin? Like what was your first step? I wanted to make, um, lip liners. And eyeliners. If you remember, like in the early 90s, um, uh, we, we all used to wear like these dark brown lip liners with like frosted color beige or pink, like really like pink lipstick inside. That was the look. And um, I like lip liner was a really hot category. So I knew I wanted to start with a lip liner. And I knew a manufacturer that was out of New York. And uh, I reached out and I flew red eye. Um, because I didn't want to waste the time. I didn't want to waste money. It was cheaper and I didn't want to waste money on hotel lodging and things like that. I remember arriving at JFK like 5.30 in the morning. I went to to the restroom to change into like my meeting clothes and took a cab out to the factory and had a meeting and came back the same day. That's how I started. Wow. And then how did you market and sell and what was your idea? And what year was this exactly? I launched in May 1999. Um, um, so this must be, so this is 1998. Then, so I was 25 years old because it takes some time for the products to be manufactured and things like that. It's like marketing and things like that. Like if you take today's marketing concept and method, it, like what we have today did not exist back then. Like marketing back then was your traditional advertisement on Vogue or like your uh, TV TV ads that run, which was like millions of dollars, which most people cannot afford. So I was like, all right, I can't even play a part in this game. So I'm just not going to do it. But my marketing is word of mouth. And how do you get word of mouth? You sell great product at a great price. But where did you sell? Trade shows. Trade shows. Okay, you start yeah. in trade shows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I hit the uh, I hit the trade shows, and there were a lot of trade shows back then. Um, there were ASCMD. There were um, trade shows at Javis Convention Center. There were Tigers of Asia in Miami. Um, of course, like they're still ongoing, like Cosmoprof in Italy, Cosmoprof Hong Kong. Like, I, if there was a trade show, I was on my way. So you got out there. I mean, a lot of people I that are. A lot of people that are listening, they're like, they want to do it so badly. Like, how do you do it? And you know what? There's no substitute for just putting on your big girl shoes and going to do it and keep doing it and do it again and again. And I think that's probably how you started. 100% is the motion of repetitiveness that 
turns into a result at a certain point. Um, you know, you can't just go to a trade show one time, two times, three times. Oh, this is not working. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna quit. So like exhibiting at trade shows at Cosmoprof is like really expensive. And I like for the first three years, I received like zero orders from like going into these trade shows, but I just kept going and get going and get going. I'm like, look at the buyers who passed by. I'm like, I saw that guy uh, last year. I've seen that gal last year. Okay, you're passing by my booth this year. Maybe next year you'll stop by. Maybe the year after you'll write an order. I'm like, Aww. I'm just going to be here. I'll be here ready for you when you are. So who wrote your first order? The Ulta. Not from a trade show. Like This is later on. But anyone like recognizable name will be Ulta will be my first order. But you must have sold. You must have sold to little teeny places before Ulta. Of course, yeah. yeah but then if I say Kim's Beauty Supply, no one knows. Yeah. So no, like, because a recognizable name. Right, but no, but that's another. You know, that's another road to go. You started selling in beauty supplies. Also, that's what you knew. Of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, and so, your first big break was Ulta, then, correct? Yes. And how big was your line when you launched Alta? I, when the year I launched Alta, we're about twenty million dollars in revenue. Wow! So, how long was your line out before you sold it? Like, how many years? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Okay. It's not an overnight success. And why did you decide that it was time to sell? You know, I like so lived. Nick's Cosmetics, like it was like my entire being, like it was my DNA. It's just like my everything. I had no life. I literally had no life. Um, and I don't know what it was. Like uh, one day I was in uh, um, Poland visiting a distributor. It was April. And I remember uh, April that year in Poland, like in Los Angeles was like, like, beautiful, glorious, and like blue skies, warm weather. And then I get to Poland, it's freezing. And I was, I was there for like seven days and I love my distributors, but like, I was like, why am I here in April? Like, I was like, I've been everywhere in the world, but I've never traveled. Like, it's like you land, you go to a hotel and then you go to a trade show, like you go to a convention center. And as soon as the convention is over, you pack and then you come home like I'm like I've been to I've been to so many countries but I've never traveled in any of these countries and I was like I want to come to Poland when I want to come to Poland when it's like maybe in July or August or something like when it's nice and lush and green this is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So after 15 years, you sold the company, mm-hmm. and I know you had a non-compete for a bunch of years. And five. what did five years? What I I I I had four years when I left the company, and I had a 25-year non-compete when I sold the company. So like what? 25? Yeah, 25 years? Because when I when we sold the company, I was 33 years old, and I thought I'm not going to want to work in 25 years, huh? Well, guess what? Now it's 25 years later and I just launched a brand. So that is not true. Yeah. But it was it was a very hard, you know, four or five years for me because I'm I'm a serial entrepreneur like you are. So what did you do when you left and you knew you had four years? What did you do? Um, so five years non-compete in the beauty industry. Um, so I launched a sunglass company exactly one year after I sold, uh, I sold my company, but then I opened a new office like one week after, like, mm-hmm. so I, my deal was consummated on July 30, 2014 and, uh, August 5th, I had an office because I was, I was now investing in real estate and I was, I had a, um, a small investment company It's called Butter Ventures. I had staff and I already had a company. So I was really like not working for 
five days. But you know how it is when you're an entrepreneur. So tell me, tell me about Butter. It's your your investment company is called Butter. Butter Ventures. Okay, tell me yeah. about that. Um. So. So after I sold my company, you know, of course you count the zeros in your bank account and say, whoa, what do I do with this? Right. Um, so you can't have the money sitting, like you got to always have your money work for you. Like you're not working for the money, but you have the money work for you. But uh, when you have a pile of cash, what you do is you invest Like you don't go and like spend all of it. Um, so I st- immediately started buying real estate and uh, because real estate real estate, real estate, location, 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 like it's drilled into my head. Like that's the best investment that you could make. So I, I started to do that. And then I launched Butter Ventures because I really wanted to give back. Uh, I felt very blessed. I still feel blessed. I feel very blessed that um, all the uh, opportunities and everything that, you know, just like these amazing things that that's happened to me for my life. So I wanted to help other uh, female entrepreneurs start their get off the ground because it's really, you know, it's known fact that is female entrepreneurs have have a harder time raising capital. So um, I was investing in, uh, in companies, uh, but I'm not very active investing anymore because I, first of all, I've kept out on the fund that was that I uh, allocated for that fund. And I've just gotten so busy with my current business that I don't have time to look at other deals. So, so t- talk about Bespoke Beauty. Like, yeah. what is what? Tell me about what you're working on now. Okay, so Bespoke Beauty, uh, my non-compete expired last year, July 30. Um, so I launched the uh, I launched a new company on August the one. 2014, mm-hmm. two days. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I launched my company the day after my non-compete also. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> we see a pattern. Yeah. We okay. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bespoke Beauty Brand is basically like, we create bespoke brands um, for the influencer or um, any any influential um, business partners that we partner with and bespoke meaning that it's very custom tailored to their personality, their character. So it's very authentic. It speaks their language. And um, so the first brand that we launched was with a uh, drag queen. Her name is Kim Chi Sheik. Uh, she's a Korean American mm-hmm. drag queen, actually. Um, she was on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, uh, I think she was the runner up and just this beautiful soul. And, but like, She's like this, like drag queen, but super cute personality, like adorable and cute. Um, so the brand is like really cute, like really adorable, very colorful, um, like that. So that's the that's the first brand that we launched, and uh, immediately after, it was uh, Jason Wu. He's a fashion designer. He's a worldwide recognized and famous fashion designer, very famous for, um, you know, Jason Wu is the fashion designer for um, Michelle Obama's inauguration dress, ball gown, both times, and highly respected. And he had done two fashion collab with Target before. We had mutual friends, actually. So when I met Jason, it wasn't a business meeting at all. We just went out to dinner, but then like, something clicked. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, um, we need to do something <laughs> together. So just casual dinner turned into a uh, business conversation later. And we really, um, he's so he's so funny. He's such a good human being. And his sense of beauty and fashion and Every is like amazing. So 
uh, we we uh, partnered and we're launching at Target on January 17th. It is going to be a giant success. I am a huge fan of his. Um, I, I've seen some of the things and I think it's going to be a huge success. And I think I really do think it's his time. And I think the partnership with the two of you guys, oh my God, I didn't know that. I just thought he was doing it himself. I cannot wait to see that. So right now you've got two brands under. Yeah, and then um, we also signed agreement. So we're launching a men's skincare line, um, probably summer 2021. And then we have another um, uh, eyelash line coming with a Mm. very famous Instagrammer, TikToker. Can't reveal the name yet. Mm -hmm. We're going to be dropping a lash line towards the end of 2021. So very busy. Oh, and do you think that the the social is still what's driving the beauty industry? Do you think it's the Instagram or do you think things are changing? Things are definitely changing. It is still a great push. It is still an integral great part of um, the entire marketing campaign and everything. But is it as effective as it was five years ago? It's not. But uh I think a lot of the companies or most brands are kind of lost at where to put the ad dollars and where to put the marketing dollars because it seems like everything's kind of fizzling out. Like, you know, TV, no one watches TV anymore. No one reads magazine anymore. No one, da 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 da. Like, no one buys on Instagram. You just have to try a lot, put a little bit of money in different outlets and see what sticks for you and your brand. Because just because it doesn't work for one company does not mean that it's not going to work for your company and same vice versa. Hmm. So interesting. So interesting. And would you ever come back into the beauty industry where you get to do a line like in your name or totally your vision without another creative? Oh my gosh. No, no. It's so funny because I considered doing what you're doing now after when I was trying to figure it out and trying things. And you know what? I have never been happier launching my own brand, my way. I guess my the difference between you and I, I mean, because when you have a meeting with Jason or Kimchi, there's a few different creative opinions that you have to Well, out. here's the thing. So... Um... I, when I sign an agreement with anybody, when I decide to partner with anybody, I make sure that I only work with people that I, that I like. I mean, there's no, like when you know how much work time hours a day we put into our work. And if we're spending this much time with people, um, then why, like, why be with somebody that you don't want to be around with? So I, first of all, I make sure that um, the work environment is good. And I have decided that my first and foremost important commitment for me, for this brand and for the companies and for the brands that we launch is that um, I make their dream come a reality. It's not my dream. Is their dream, and I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a, um, what is it? 
facilitator, uh, fairy godmother. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but your knowledge and, you know, they're so lucky, and I'm sure they know how lucky they are to have someone who has that that attitude plus your knowledge. So I'm lucky that they agree to partner with me 100%. And what do you think that us seasoned founders could do to help the younger generation coming up? I think the most important, but... I'm going to say this, but this is like, this is not something that, that I can fully practice right now because I'm so tied with so many projects, but really volunteering your time, like sharing your time because time is the most valuable, right? If you spend an hour with an entrepreneur mentoring somebody or just having a conversation that like elevates them to the next level, you're one hour. But I, it is so hard. I know it. <laughs> this is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. 
I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So since this is a beauty podcast, it's called Beyond the Beauty, I'm, I ask everyone the same question. What is beauty to, to you? Beauty is whatever makes you happy. You know what's the most beautiful thing is a smile on somebody's face. I love I love that answer. Okay, now a really quick speed round. What's your makeup routine on a casual day when you're uh, not in cosmetics? Yeah, like what's your routine on a day when you're not being photographed? Uh, okay, so either I do a full face or no face at all because I'm a child of the the 80s and I have overplucked my eyebrows, so I don't have any eyebrows. So if I'm gonna do my eyebrows, it needs to be a whole thing or nothing. Uh, okay, and what's something most people don't know about you? And that I'm an introvert. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I would I would not have guessed that. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm an what, introvert living on extrovert life. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is um, I buy stuff on Facebook. Uh, not Instagram, oh Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. I buy <laughs> stuff. I just got something delivered. What'd today. you get? What was, was it? Like, it's like this thing that you put on your neck and it stretches your neck. Aww. <laughs> Does, and it, it just goes into another pile of, I bought it, but I never use it pile. Aww, <laughs> and everything so, is from Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And do you have a favorite cocktail? I do. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> margarita. I go to Mar margarita. Margarita. Yeah. What is the one product you cannot live without? My La Mer face cream. So where do you want to send people that want to know more about you? Where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram. Tony Coco Co. T-O-N-I-K-O-K-O-K-O. Okay. Oh, one last question I did forget yes. to ask you since you are from Korea. Talk yes. to me about K-Beauty and oh, yeah. if it's still as big as it always was. Uh, uh I think it is. I think it is. I think it's actually bigger than it was because before when it was like really like everybody's talking about it because it's the beginning, right? Because at the birth of anything, um, there's a lot of hype around it and then it kind of tapers down. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's gone away. Like um, it's spread wider. But current Korean women are, are obsessed with skincare and all things beauty. And like, they look like they're not wearing anything on their face. Trust me, they're wearing like 20 different items on their face. They put so many items on to look like they're not wearing anything. And, but skincare, let me tell you, my mom made me wear eye cream starting like 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And my mom, it, like my first image of my mom from my childhood is her with cucumber slices on their face. <laughs> and it's like the best, like the easiest, cheapest, cheapest, like the quickest like beauty routine that you could do is like you either grind, like great, grind, great. Uh, this is my yes, English and second language moment. Um, <laughs> or like you like thinly sliced cucumbers, um, uh, fresh cucumbers, and you just put pieces on your face and it's amazing for your skin. Um, or like her like massaging her skin all the time. She, my mom's 76 years old. You should see this woman. Mm. Like she looks like at least like 15 years younger than she does. Wow. And uh, um, she would not step out of the house without being fully done. Like her hair, makeup, like everything. 
Well, you got good genes. And tell your tell your mom she did a really great job with you. Oh, thank you, you so awesome. much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, be safe. And I look forward to connecting next time. For sure. Mwah. Bye. 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 For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. What's up, sandwich heads? Today on Steve O's Sandwich Reviews, we've got the tips and tricks to the best sandwich order. And it all starts with this little guy right here Pepsi Zero Sugar. Partial to pastrami, craving a Cubano. Yeah, sounds delicious, but boom! Add the crisp, refreshing taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar and cue the fireworks. Lunch, dinner, or late night, it'll be a sandwich worth celebrating. Trust me, your boy's eaten a lot of sandwiches in his day, and the one thing I can say with absolute fact, every bite is better with Pepsi. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.